Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Hayward comes to get it. He's got some airspace. Sets his feet. Fires. Got it! Tie game! You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 24th of January. The Millers make an incredible commitment to Salt Lake City. Russell Westbrook outdoes the Jazz. Jazz play their fourth and five nights in Denver, and LeBron gets upset. We'll try to get all those things coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Hope you're doing great. I am because my computer died this morning. Went pure black. Wouldn't load back up. Thought I'd lost, lost everything. I have, like, nothing in the cloud this year. I was purely panicked, and it is back. So I'm happy. That's why it's a little bit later show. Uh, I am, uh, I don't know if I've already said this. I'm flustered. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, our daily podcast on the Jazz, all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We bring this to you every day, 15, 22, 30-some-odd minutes. And you can subscribe on iTunes or your Android device, however you want to get it. We're catching it. We are Utah Jazz or 1280thezone.com. Our uh, program today is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. Uh, Murdoch Hyundai, I'm driving to Santa Fe. I actually had a funny experience. I was I was with Kevin Graham. Remember Kevin Graham? Uh of former sports talk show host in Salt Lake uh, in Dallas, and we were chatting, just catching up on life, and then somehow I, this came up that Murdoch Hyundai had sponsored the show, and I was driving to Santa Fe. He's like, oh, I have a Sonata. They're incredible. Didn't they? And it just goes off, and I suddenly realized that there's this phenomenon with Hyundai owners that those who have actually done the research and gotten into the whole um, – who've actually figured out that Hyundai's got all the bells and all the whistles and all the frills and all the details and everything, and you can save like $20,000 off a Lexus while still getting just as amazing a car. And uh, they like then they once they find someone who's experienced it, then they feel like they can talk about it and tell you all about it. Because I, I think I have a feeling that like if you say to someone, oh, I got a Hyundai Sonata, and it's totally incredible that the average person who hasn't researched it's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, because Hyundai's brand just doesn't have that cachet. I don't I, I don't think yet. And so it's like, hey, if you actually go take, like, so anyway, I'm sorry, I'm all over the map. But Kevin, like, found, like, another person who's experienced this and was, like, just wanted to share so much about it. Loves it. Oh, my gosh, it's amazing. It, it, it is. They are. They're absolutely fabulous. All right, anyway, uh, that's, so the show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. Uh, uh, yesterday's pins across the world, I had a little fun, um, and, and some people didn't get it. I, I left out the last line of... Uh, the the last line of that pins across the world in which he said it was signed by Doctor Evil. Um, so I I was aware that we were having a little Austin Powers. I played it straight because I thought it was funny. I left out the portions of the line that made that uh maybe more than an R rated movie, if you recall. So um, I was having I I was playing along. Um, and so I guess some people didn't quite 
but I, hey, I, I thought it was funny. I'm glad everybody laughed. Uh, I probably um, got kind of lucky. I didn't do as good a job. Like I was trying to, I didn't sell it maybe as, um, uh, like I didn't sell it. I don't know. So anyway, it was the, 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 it was signed by Dr. Evil. So, and I left that out. So anyway, um, I hope people, um, got a kick out of it or not. Um, the, uh, if not, then, um, I don't know if they were offended. I don't think anyone was offended. I think it was funny. All right, but I want to do something different. Uh, what the Millers did yesterday uh, was truly, truly remarkable. And so I'm making up a pin today. And our pin today comes in from a person who was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, in April of 1944. And he was a – I'm going to make this up. So I'm going to write it as, as though it's he. I was I was born into a family had a little bit of a different upbringing than most. Uh, I went through my early years working and going to high school at West High School. Uh, I was large worked in America in auto parts, uh, but my two passions uh, were softball and uh, drag racing. Uh, along the way, I raced cars from 1963 to 1970. I was an outstanding fast pitch softball player. And then when I finally got my career started in 19, in the early, uh, era of the early seventies, I had to move to Denver. I still kept my connection to Utah the whole time. Finally, uh, returning back, uh, to our home state with my lovely wife, uh, and opened our, our first business in 1979, uh, in Utah and have been here ever since. I took my competitive zest toward auto racing and softball play and put it toward the Utah Jazz and became an enormous fan of our first franchise pro sports franchise uh, after the ABA in 1979 when they came. When they ran into some financial difficulties, I purchased a, half the team in April of 1985, and in 1986, our family extended the risk by buying the remaining 50% of the franchise in 1986. Since then... Our family has owned the Utah Jazz, kept it as a staple uh, of the Jazz, despite numerous offers and people wanting to take the franchise out of Utah. And I passed, sadly, uh, due to complications of diabetes in 2009. But my wife continues to hold the stewardship of this franchise for the city and yesterday made one of the most remarkable commitments to a city that exists. Uh, our pin across the world today uh, should be Larry H. Miller. I, I miss him desperately. I, I was so fortunate to know him. Uh, Gail kept his legacy along so beautifully yesterday, and Gail has kept her own legacy uh, as well. And she is she is truly a remarkable person and has done uh, what they did yesterday, putting the franchise into a legacy trust uh, to try to maintain its uh, status in Utah forever. And in some ways, maybe uh, even more so, giving the franchise a chance for uh, higher level uh, success and less financial worry than maybe if if people were taking the profits out year to year. It's really just an incredible commitment to uh, you, the fan, us, the residents of of and citizens of Utah and of Salt Lake. What what just uh, uh, amazing family to work for, amazing family to root for. Uh, just a, an act yesterday that it's unprecedented. Uh, and the reaction across the country was really interesting. Ray Rado, who's a, I'd call him a friend and a columnist out of San Francisco, uh, had a great line. He's, you know, I, I think owners are the most 
uh, deplorable people on the planet, and Gail Miller has made me wonder if that's actually true. Uh, so I, I, I tell you, it's um, I, I, you know, the details of it are simply that it's now being held by a family trust. Uh, the profits are going back into the trust, and the possibility of the franchise leaving is no longer on on a whim or on a profit grab. And, you know, you just don't know what the future generations are going to hold. And so she has made a commitment that's truly incredible. The franchise is worth a billion dollars. I think they have probably almost no debt on it. I mean, they basically, in some extent, this is probably too simplistic, but in some ways, on behalf of you, the fan, Gail Miller just looked at her future generations and said, by the way, we're bypassing a billion dollars. So completely, completely uh, incredible effort moment on their part. Uh, And I will share with you, last night I wandered down, uh, I wandered down to see Gail and say thank you. Um, And... The first, I just, you know, I said, I want to say thing. And her reaction to me was, well, I hope it allows you to do your job. You know, it makes it easier for you to do your job. Like, why, why, how is, who are you that you're so remarkable that your first reaction is then to me and my work? No, no. Thank you. As, a, as somebody who's been a lifelong jazz fan from 1979 uh, when they first came to now, uh, it's, it's truly incredibly awesome. All right, uh, that's an extended pin across the world, but I thought it should be, Larry. Let's get to last night's game. Uh, the Jazz got rustled. They got angry Russ. He was great. Uh, he hit mid-range jump shots with people generally contesting him. <laughs> I was talking to a coach this morning who went back through all of them, said there were only two of them we blew. Uh, he, he hit shots he doesn't usually make. Uh, the Jazz kept him out of the paint. He had one field goal in the paint all game. He did go to the free throw line a lot. That's what he does. Uh he hit mid-range jump shots that you want him to take. He hit shots. They forced him into late shot clock shots. He was just terrific. Uh, Russell was just terrific. Overall, the Jazz actually did not have a bad defensive night. I mean, Russell was terrific. Here, here's actually my take on last night, and this is, you know, it's so big picture, it's not a good loss. you got to win that game against a uh, standing foe in the Western Conference at home. But then the other end is the Jazz defense actually executed their plan very, very well. The Jazz actually had a pretty decent defensive night. I think their defensive rating was 102 last night. League average is 104. Jazz at their best are at about 100. Oklahoma City is a little better than league average. So they actually had a pretty good defensive night while Russell was having a better-than-usual night. Right, So they forced Russell into low-percentage shots. They forced Russell into shots in the shot clock when they wanted to, and he made an awful lot of them. So that's actually a really good sign. The Jazz offense did not have a good night. Their offensive efficiency was 100. Uh, Oklahoma City had had some bad defensive games in a row, but that's because Cantor was out. And you know what this really comes down to is that the Jazz last night go 5 of 21 from 3. And I know the whole concept of a make-or-miss league is always a bummer because it takes away some of the fun analysis to, to what took place in games. But, I mean, I hate I, – I, I'm going to go there. You know, the Jazz – if the Jazz have gone 7 of 21 from 3 last night, they win the game, and they're still below their season average. But they didn't. They went 5 of 21 from 3. And so that hurt them. Last night on uncontested jumpers, the Jazz were 14 of 38. George Hill was 0 for 5. Gordon Hayward was 3 of 9. Derek's mid-rangers weren't great. Uh, Joe Johnson didn't hit his. 
So the Jazz were 14 of 38 last night on uncontested jumpers. That's that. That really is the difference of the game. Uh, the Jazz just did not get the usual action uh, that they get, and offensively they had a had a didn't have a good night, and it might just be as simple as not making shots. It also felt as though they got stagnant, they got un lost their rhythm. They didn't seem to rhythmatically be quite where they usually uh, are. And, and I thought that showed a little bit last night. But on the other end, you know, it's a one-point game, one possession, one offensive, one defensive rebound late, one rim shot. And that's probably, you know, a fresh Oklahoma City team and a Jazz team. I think the Jazz are, I would think the Jazz are a little bit better than Oklahoma City, so I would prefer that that game's a bit closer than that. Or excuse me, the Jazz are up by a little bit more than that than a one-possession game. But a lot, of, I, you know, I don't think it's a huge discrepancy. Oh, when Russ is good, they're they're really fabulous. I mean, they are, they are really fabulous. So give give some credit uh, to Oklahoma City last night. Uh, Dante got this the backup point guard minutes and played pretty well. Alec Burks did too, and I'll touch on on all of those things. Uh, but first, I do want to take a second uh, and actually give a official sponsor. Uh, to Murdoch Hyundai. Uh, they have put me nicely into the Santa Fe. And I would strongly suggest, as Cal was joking about Kevin, taking the time, if you're in the market, uh, for a Hyundai, Hyundai to take, or for a car, to take a look at the Hyundai, whether it's the, the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe, uh, the Sonata. I'm driving the Sport Santa Fe. It's got the full bot car body um, sunroof. It has... My daughter's sitting in the back. It has a pull-up sunshade. These are just the little details that explain the incredible level that they're going to. And the price is great. The unlimited uh, Santa Fe is about a little under forty thousand uh, dollars. The or the old excuse me, the limited ultimate is under forty. There's one under about thirty-eight thousand. The prices on it, when you can go and take the time to research all of the aspects that the, the car has is just fabulous. Mine actually has the self-driving aspect of where you set the cruise control and then the car length that you want it. So I can set my cruise control at 65, of course, maybe a notch or two higher. And then it will slow down if the car in front of me and keep me at a certain amount of lengths away from the car. It's just remarkable uh, and drives so well. My wife was driving it the other day, came back, was like, that's really nice. So check it out, Murdoch. Uh, Hyundai, and they've got a neat deal going on. 1.99, as you may have heard on 1280 The Zone, uh, 1.99% financing. So they're out in Linden, they're in Logan, and they're in Murray. And they are Murdoch, Chevrolet, uh, the Murdoch Hyundai, the Murdoch uh, brand, I think you know well. Great family, family run, been around for a long time. Good Utah people. And they'll make sure that you have a super experience. 4646 South State Street. It's Murdoch Hyundai. Check it out. Do the research. Show me, show me what you've come up with. I think you'll be uh, really, really pleased. Uh, and go take a test drive. Try that Santa Fe Sport I'm driving right now. It's, it's got a great ride to it. Uh, some notes from last night. Uh, Dante got the backup point guard minutes instead of Neto or Mac. Uh, he had a little bit of a tough time with Westbrook, but who doesn't? You know, someone described Westbrook to me as if these are the greatest athletes in the world and then he's on another level. It's a pretty good way to say it. What I loved about Dante was the aggressiveness to the basket. He really he, he drove. He was quick. He pushed the tempo. Uh, he got had eight points. He was plus fourteen in fourteen minutes. His three point shot is still not great. He was one of four. He's at about twenty five percent for the season, which is not terrific. Uh, but that you know he did not um, 
but he looked good, and he'll get those minutes again tonight against lesser point guards. We'll see what he's able to do. Uh, Alec Burks, 25 minutes, closed the game last night at 13 points. Um, has always matched up fairly well with Russ, allowed the Jazz defensively. You're seeing a new trend here uh, with the Jazz that they're able to play. You know, they're playing guys they can switch across the board and all be big. Uh, they played a few, again, non-traditional point guard minutes. I think I said this here on Lockdown Jazz earlier. I think that's going to be really big that the Jazz uh, play some of these minutes with uh, Alec instead of a point guard because it's, I think, the only way they're going to be able to get minutes for Alec, Joe, Rodney, and George is to do that. And so it will be interesting to see as the Jazz uh, kind of work through that. Tonight the Jazz play their fourth game in five nights. Uh, Denver is playing better. Nikolai Jokic is on fire. Denver's won four of six. They're 10-11 and 11 at home. They're not a good defensive team. Uh, and so the Jazz are going to have this is this is a tough one because you're playing four games in five nights against a non not very good defensive team. So the, what you're going to have to do is try to take advantage of their lack of defense with energy, effort, those kind of things that you don't naturally have tonight. Uh, and the Jazz seemed to have less energy than Oklahoma City at portions of last night's game, OKC coming off five straight and, and having angry Russ uh, because the fans don't know how to vote was probably not particularly helpful uh, to the Jazz. Uh, they are the last five games. Denver's the number one shooting team in the league and the number one offensive team in the league. Last 10 games are the number two offensive team in the league. So this team is rolling offensively. The Jazz have really got a tough task on their hand defensively. Nikolai Jokic is a huge part of it. He has just been brilliant uh, recently. Absolutely uh, brilliant and you know Rudy Gobert esque brilliant. Uh, I don't know if they announced. I don't think they announced. Did they announce Player of the Week last week? Maybe they announced it today. Um, I mean, he is having an incredible year. But when you dig in beyond just the year and look at what he's done recently this year, Nikolai Jokic is 15 points, eight rebounds. He's 21 years old, by the way. Uh, he had inc- in in the month of January in nine games, he's averaging 23 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists, shooting 61. percent 42% from three and 86% for the free throw line. So he is he has changed who they are. Partially because uh, Jokic has allowed them to take the ball out of their terrible point guard's hands and let him make a lot of plays. So this will be this will be a tough one. Last night was a weird night in the NBA. Eight of the nine underdogs won. Eight of the nine underdogs won. Uh, and all eight, eight of the nine underdogs covered the spread. Wizards are really playing well. They got the win last night. Clippers got a much-needed win. Miami Deion Waiters hit a three over Washington. And then this Pelicans, without Anthony Davis, beat the Cavaliers. LeBron afterwards was upset. But the bigger one to me, looking at that, LeBron played 44 minutes last night. Kyrie played 42. That is way too many minutes for a team as good as Cleveland, who's been... Going to the final, going to the finals last year, and have to, uh, you know, have to fight through the regular season to be playing that many minutes. That's that that's worth keeping an eye on because that's that's too much. That minute level is not acceptable. All right, that is today's edition of Lockdown Jazz. Thank you to the Millers. Really, is this one and. Tip of the hat to Russell Westbrook. 
That's the focus of today's edition. Hope you had a good one. Thanks very much for tuning in. Locked on NBA had an interview with George Carl. I'll try to get it up soon. The coach, hopefully tomorrow, uh, for you on Locked on NBA. Uh, today's show brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. Check it out, 4646 South State Street. Go do a little bit of the research and check out the Hyundai. You're, you're going to be really, really excited when you suddenly realize how much what you can get for the money if you're in the market to buy a car right now. It is Murdoch Hyundai, the sponsor of today's edition of Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.